Hello there. Welcome back to In a Galaxy, where we watch all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. In our 24th episode, we will be taking a look at the last volume of the 2003 series, Star Wars Clone Wars. It's been a wild ride, but we have reached the end, and we have a lot to talk about. I'm Jacob. I'm Eli. Whoops. We watched 72 minutes, 72 of them, um, about, of, of Clone Wars. It was just a big finisher act. Before I get into it, actually, I want to call out two amazing podcasts who were kind enough to feature stuff from us on their podcast. Number one is Pink Milk. Pink Milk featured some AP exam questions. They also talked about my obsession with Ochi and Festoon. Um, oh. And uh, because, because they randomly answered two out of the three Ochi questions I put in there. It was completely random, yet it was awesome. Anyway. Um, You're just surrounding yourself with enablers <laughs> at this point. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, anyway, so uh, that's cool. Thank you, Brian and Tom, for featuring those questions. And thank I'm you so much, Pink Milk. Yeah, so thanks excited. so much. For, yeah, um, I'm so excited to see their coverage from a queer perspective of The Mandalorian. They're doing that for the next month. That's really cool. Uh, next is um, a huge shout-out to Alden Diaz of Octo Radio, who featured my question to him. And I really appreciated his answers about um, Jedi Fallen Order. He also, uh, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and he also gave us a very nice shout out on his most recent episode of Octo Radio. That's very nice of him. And so thank you for that, Alden. Um, let's get into it. What Don't you think? You know what I mean? Yeah, let's get into it. So um, so we have a lot. Um, you want to start? You want? Yeah, sure. I can't uh, okay. wait. Where did we where did we leave off? The Battle of Coruscant? We left off. We left off. Um. On Munelist. Oh, Munelist. Okay. On Munelist, and Anakin and Obi-Wan, after Anakin defeats Ventress, he gets, Obi-Wan and, get, and Anakin gets some, gets word of strange occurrences happening on the planet of Hypori. Ooh, Hypori. I'm excited Infamous. for this, because it's, because it's the arrival of the character I've been hyping up for two episodes now. General Grievous. General Grievous right? has arrived, everyone. Right. And this is not Matt Wood, um, like, Grievous who runs away from everything. No, this is, like, psychological horror villain Grievous. Yeah. But first, I have a, I have a small note. I uh, think on, I know what you're talking about. We see, and... uh, no, it's not a furry. It's not a it's werewolf. It's Mon, a Shistavanan Jedi Master. That is a mouthful. The Shistavanan were actually nicknamed Wolfmen, fittingly so. They were from the planet Uvena Prime, and they were a very isolationist species. So it's kind of rare to see one off-world venturing into galactic society. But those who did, because they were because their lupine wolf-like characteristics, their sense of smell, their their good hearing, high speed, and stamina, they uh they made excellent bounty hunters and were often also hired as scouts and mercenaries. Also, according to Wikipedia. They were also, their evolution was shaped by unknown genetic engineers, so they did not evolve entirely naturally, which is pretty interesting. I couldn't find a lot to follow up on this, but I don't know, just a fun tidbit, just some food for thought. Let's get into Grievous. Oh, I was going to say, before we get into that, I was just going to say, I love that the first mo note that Jacob and I both take about this, because we share our notes with each other. The first note of both of us uh, that requires research was about the exact same thing. <laughs> I was going to mention if if you didn't. Um, I will also mention oh, that Wolvith Mon's Jedi Master was named Paloish Radul. Excuse me? So that me? happened. 
I don't know. I love wow. this. We just saw a random werewolf running along the Jedi, and they decided to give him a name and a backstory. It's no, beautiful. I love this show. Um, it's great. Um, yeah, they literally made a werewolf Jedi. Let's go on to Hypori, and man, General Grievous is dangerous. Wow. Yeah, he is really, he is really something else. We see him coming in. Um, rip a uh, rip Padawan Shaggy. Shaggy. Yes, they ripped up. They Shaggy. got. They put Shaggy in Star Wars as a Padawan. Everyone, rut row. Um. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so, where what do we see here? General Grievous, I think his his entrance scene where the we see the hollow projector rolling along the ground and then we and we see his foot bashing over it. That's awesome. Iconic, iconic moment. You yeah. got you got to love that. It's really it, it's just nuts. It's this entire scene, like I'd love to call it a lightsaber duel and to do a do a duel analysis, but I can't do a duel analysis because this wasn't a lightsaber duel. It was a massacre. It that's what it was. It was just Grievous going bananas. Yes, it was like Kiari Mundi survived, Ala Sakura survived barely, Shock T survived barely. Kakrook looked like he was dead, but survived barely. And all of the other Jedi just got wiped out. Yeah, he's so much scarier than in the Clone Wars. He won't run away. He just, he's hes unstoppable. My thing is, I almost consider, at this point, Grievous in Clone Wars and Grievous in actual canon as different characters. Really? Because they're so, they're so different. They are very different. You know, very different. That's he true. hasn't. His race window has that line in Revenge of the Sith. General Grievous will run and hide like he always does. Like he always does. He was Not chasing down fools in this version. He was like he was making them run and hide. Yeah, but I think we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Grievous's voice. Hmm. The transition from this voice to his voice in the Filoni Clone Wars is. It's like the change from Vader's voice on the set of A New Hope to then using James Earl Jones. Start tearing this ship apart piece by piece until you find those tapes. Find the passengers of this vessel. I want them alive! Those crazy, badass, scary, monstrous, cyber warlord criminal he may be in this, his voice just, it doesn't quite fit the bill. It sounds more like a... It sounds more like the cheap speaker on a General Hux action figure than what Grievous would sound like. Now, now there's course, a link is... of Vader with his original voice that we'll put put down in the description of the podcast. Yeah. If um, you haven't seen it, you should. It's you quite should. Funny. Um, actually, I was going to make another Vader metaphor for Grievous. Grievous in Clone Wars and Grievous in Revenge of the Sith or the Clone Wars is like Vader in Rogue One versus Vader in A New Hope. Yeah. Rogue One Vader is. is hallway scene, badass, just ripping those rebel fools away like it's nothing. R- Vader in A New Hope is... Boom. Boom. I'll strike you. I'll strike it everyone this way. Like, that entire fight, as meaningful as it is, as it is, it's one of the, in my opinion, worst choreographed fights in Star Wars just because of how weird they're just poking at each other. I think it's I think it's pretty good for what they had at the time where they had to have for what sp- they had at the time they had it was, spinning mirrors which yeah that's kind of hard to choreograph with as opposed they, to being able to do more CGI work they had it was revolutionary yeah. for the time but it doesn't hold up well when you consider the other lightsaber duels it didn't it didn't age it didn't age well I have a soft spot yeah. for it but I I have to admit it didn't age yeah. well 
anything about that specific segment about Hyporian Grievous? Because this is like, I love how they shot it like a horror movie. They sh- they literally shot it like it was like it was a picture of. They did so many flashback flashing beneath and uh, to and from like they do a flash of uh, one of the Jedi and then they do a flash of like the entrance where Grievous would eventually stomp. Then they do another flash to like Kiani Mundi. Then they do another flash to that area. Then they do a flat like it was building that tension like a horror movie would build tension. Yeah, uh, it kind of feels like going back to what you said in, in previous conversations, Eli, it feels like the uh, the, the kind of the, the campfire story feel of almost this is so so terrifying is this even yes. real this feels it almost feels a little bit mythologized but i don't really there, mind it. it it's awesome it was it was awesome i love the mythology aspect of it and i even i i really tapped in the horror thing with this so far as to go when grievous showed up um like when i did one of his jump scare appearances later i literally wrote down in my notes here's grievous <laughs> uh, <laughs> first of all we, we cut back to yoda um stormy day on coruscant Yoda sitting in the 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 um. Isn't Jedi that symbolism chambers. right there? He he's talking to his reflection. Mm, interesting. Yoda, are, are you okay, bro? Are you okay, bro? You need someone to talk to. But seriously, <laughs> all the Jedi are off to war, and he's just like alone. I am. <laughs> yeah. Forever alone. <laughs> Forever sleep. Moving on, though. Go on, yeah. The gunship scene. That's just awesome. Even though they don't really, even though the clones, the Moonlands Ten, actually, it is the Moonlands Ten, which is the uh, elite arc troopers led by, of course, none other than the Captain Fordo. Fordo. Who who doesn't yeah. love Fordo? Coolest clone, in my opinion. Jacob, I think is gonna fanboy about Fordo in this episode as much as I'm gonna fanboy about Grievous. I love the clones. I love their I love their painted armor. They're they're badass. You know, they're yeah. I don't know. I like the clones. Um, do we want to oh, yeah, go? I, I found out that the livery, the livery on the gunship, the big tooth mouth, it's a little hard to tell, but I, I, I did some research and I found out that it is actually a rancor. Interesting. It was, it, 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 that was the symbol of the uh, the Moonlands Ten. <laughs> Sounds Never about right, honestly. Rancors on Moonlands, but okay. Okay, so first of all, Yoda has the, uh, the the before this, in between the two scenes, Yoda has a vision of Qui Gon training Anakin. Wait, well, I, I first of all, I think that's like way after that and second really because I, I have that is in my that yoda is that yoda's vision i always thought that was anakin's vision i mean we see it and then we immediately see we immediately see yoda then opening it the amount of times yoda like opens his eyes and then his eyes get wide in this series <laughs> that's a recurring trope for sure but <laughs> star wars, wars drinking game take a shot anytime that grievous mace windu or yoda do anything crazy impressive um or dirge and then take it take a shot every time yoda's eyes open wide like that take a time any time take a shot anytime obi-wan's uh sarcastic oh my gosh hakuna matata (laughs) i remember the hakuna matata bug scene i don't know why i associate it with hakuna matata i think i saw an edit of it like a video edit of that we'll get to that later but let's talk about that qui-gon and anakin scene because i thought it was really interesting i think it was i i don't know i'm a little confused i i interpreted it as Yoda imagining what might have been. Because we can be pretty sure that Anakin and Qui-Gon never went to Dagobah. And this is the yeah, cave that... that is the cave from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it's... it's Yeah, we can assume it's that cave safely. So, yeah, I thought it was a vision of what might have been. And, and Yoda was kind of... 
I don't know if maybe fantasizing, mourning over as the galaxy is engulfed further in, in the darkness, what some, some the kind of longing for a different path. If Qui-Gon had never been defeated by Darth Maul and if he had been able to train Anakin, how did you interpret it? Yeah, what I got about that scene was, um, did you know, did you realize that uh, he said, um, uh, oh, we, uh, Anakin asked what's in there. And Qui-Gon said, only what you take with you. Um, and uh, often I write, like, these little improvised scenes based on what I, based on funny moments. So this was, um, uh, uh, so, so I have a line I have. Works it does. Use it when testing Padawans, you must. Like, <laughs> Master Yoda, must! Like, does they, just everyone, just, does just everyone use that, um, line guess, when training Padawans? Like, is there, like, a ritual, like, an instruction manual how to teach cave? I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Yoda said it before. Maybe Yoda said it to Qui-Gon during his Padawan training. We don't know. But next, yeah. this is a scene that I, I kind of, that I, I thought was pretty significant. Are was you talking the scene about when they were debating. Anakin? No, we, we're not there yet. In okay. the Jedi Council chambers, the council's there. They're debating whether or not Anakin should be a knight. First of yeah. all. Easter egg alert. Are you thinking of what I'm thinking, Eli? Go I don't know if you're... Go, go ahead, say it. Kit Fisto calls Anakin a cunning warrior and the best pilot. Very mm. nice. You know what I've I also noticed in that meeting? You know what I also noticed in that meeting? I think it's like one of the only Jedi Council meetings we have where everybody talks. Everybody actually talks think about it. No one's there by hologram, right? Everyone's nope. actually there? I, well, everyone's there in episodes one and two as well. Oh, really? Oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay, my bad. No, my bad. Uh, no, but it's one of the only ones where everyone actually talks. It's not just Yoda, Mace, Windu, and Kiati Mundi the entire time. Talk, talk. All you do is talk. <laughs> it reminded me um, of the scene from the robot chicken. Um, so it's uh, it's it from Yariel Poof Part 1. Um, so it's a council now? I didn't know it was the council. I just thought it was the two of you now. <laughs> what do you think, dog face? Is it the council now? <laughs> oh, my God. Robot if anyone has not watched Yariel Poof's parts one, two, and three um, from Robot Chicken, do it right now because they're hilarious. Yeah, do, go do it. You won't regret it. I think as long as you're fine with profanity <laughs> and species-based insulting. Yeah, uh, but, I I found I, I wanted to get the calamari pizza until I was formed that Mon Calamari are a are, are are a species and we don't do that. Oh no. <laughs> My time is short. Yoda, I am. <laughs> Doc, weird I do. And never let anyone... Okay, let's go on. Okay, okay. Going on, moving on. What was really interesting in this scene to me, what stuck out to me was that we actually saw Obi-Wan standing up for Anakin, advocating he went to bat for, him for him to the Jedi Council. He said... Well, he basically said, you know, Anakin's really strong. He's he's, he's learned a lot. He's, he's grown a lot. And he we need all the knights we can get. So... He might be a good fit, which is interesting because we don't see him do that to his face. And it, it makes me sad to think that maybe if Anakin had gotten to see that side of how Obi-Wan saw him, instead of Obi-Wan always trying to present himself as the, the stoic teacher that wouldn't uh, would never give an inch, maybe uh maybe the relationship wouldn't have been so fraught and maybe he wouldn't have gone to the dark side. Who's the only other person who's the only other Jedi who went to bat for Anakin ever? Qui-Gon. It was Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon, because of that reason, because of so many other reasons, 
was the mentor Anakin deserved. Um, yes. But of course, he wasn't the one Anakin got. And we'll discuss that more in, to, in this episode. I got some juicy notes, and I think you do too, about the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan and how it relates to back to Qui-Gon. Um, also, and by speaking, the way, yes. I, I found it weird. The Jedi Council is all there in person again, and the thing they're discussing, it's a pressing council meeting in a war, and it's the promotion of one single Padawan to knighthood. I know he's the chosen one, but that does not negate the fact that it is one Padawan. One. I think part of what made Anakin's experience with the Jedi so difficult was that not only did he have, he was getting special treatment, but also there was an immense amount of pressure on him. Like yes. Everyone's like, oh, you're the chosen one. You're going to destroy the Sith. And he's like, yeah. I'm, just a, I'm just a teenager. Chill. Chill already. Yeah. That that is is the special status is the chosen one sort of thing because they would never have a a council meeting about one Padawan. Yeah. Speaking Ever, of relationships, period. though. Speaking of relationships, why does Anakin ambush Padme, pull her into a dark alley, and pull his lightsaber on her? What's that? I about? think he feared he was getting attacked. I don't understand though. He pulled her into the alley. I don't no, know. no, no, he didn't. Pull her in the, she pulled him in the alley. Oh, she did. Oh, she, she was okay. waiting in the alley with three, with uh, no, not with three people. She was waiting in the alley, <laughs> and then she pulled him in, and she he drew his lightsaber. It's just like a security thing. Huh. Okay, maybe maybe I miswatched them. Maybe it's, maybe I misinterpreted it. They were both wearing cloaks. Yeah. Some some very different music when C three PO drops yeah. his cloak. I actually had one more shows thing off about his shiny new gold plating. Yes, <laughs> that was that was very yeah. Um. I was say, uh, I was. I noticed one other thing from the uh, council meeting. Um, one of the Jedi in the council meeting about Anakin's knighthood says Palpatine's been requesting this for months now, which is like the best addition into that scene ever. Because yeah. of course, Palpatine's been requesting it. It shows the manipulation. He's trying to get yes, Anakin on his side. He's the one always gonna encourage Anakin when the he's Jedi the guy Council who's gone to bat him. most for Anakin. Ironically, yeah, he is Obi-Wan. the guy. More than Qui-Gon. Yeah. I mean, he's had more yeah. time to, but still. So then Anakin is knighted, and there's a really touching moment in between Anakin and Obi-Wan. We see Obi-Wan say, it's time we become brothers. brothers. And did you think of the same moment that I did? You were my brother, Anakin. You were my you. brother, Anakin. <laughs> Literally, the scene flashed before my eyes. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm not crying. You're crying." Um, yeah. It, the thing is, and that was the problem too. That was the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. Is the thing that makes Anakin and Obi Wan's relationship so kind of heart, really, really, truly heartbreaking is they both clearly, like, they both clearly loved each other, not romantically, as but brothers. They but had a lot of a love for each other. Relationship. Anakin was looking. Anakin, was, consciously or subconsciously, Anakin looked for a father-son relationship. He wanted Obi Wan to be like, you know, more aff- affectionate to him, and just he never, he he never, he needed that. But Obi Wan and Anakin were too close in age, and they just didn't and have then, that. Obi Wan looked to Anakin as a brother, someone that yeah. he would hold accountable, who would hold him accountable, who they would constantly be kind of. Bickering. fighting to, to improve each other and 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 anakin kind of it seems at times he needed more he needed a father figure and they both they, they both clearly 
loved each other very much, but it, it never really, that's what makes this bittersweet, I think. It's, that's what makes well, it kind of sad is that essential, there's a fundamental miscommunication at the very center of their relationship. Uh, yeah, and then they knight Anakin in a special ceremony fitting of the Chosen One where they do the lightsabers and Yoda does the that's ceremonial special? blade. Yeah, that's why they did that knighting ceremony. They usually are just like, yeah, you're knighted. Okay, good. Um, really? Because in the Jedi, weird, okay, in the Jedi path, which I believe was canon with this, it, it showed that picture. Or it showed a, a drawing of the Jedi in a circle with the with our lightsabers drawn in the dark. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, maybe, we'll figure that I, out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure, figure that, that out. out. Um, there's probably going to be a future Eli here. Future Eli here. Jacob was right. I was wrong. It's done for every night. It's not just a special chosen one thing. Just because of that. Um, I... By the way, did you notice um, uh, as... So Padme is uh, sent Anakin's braid. Yes. Um, and as she, puts in the and, box. And as she sent it, or in some point in that sequence, the binary sunset plays. Aww. And then infuse, infused into the binary sunset theme is a little bit of the Imperial March. Which is just chilling. Yeah, that was that was a really good moment. It kind of shows yeah. the. Also, uh, Padme gives Anakin a gift um, as a uh, um, for becoming a knight. Did you catch the gift? I, I did not. R two D two. Wow! I didn't realize. Yeah. So in Legends, was... basically, Anakin wow. was Anakin didn't work with R two until he became a knight. Which I don't like that idea as a story idea, but I do say I do. I will admit the moment that Anakin that R two jumps into Anakin's cockpit, I'm like, this is good. A dream team is being born. This is good. I like this. I like the. I mean, I I feel like it doesn't make a huge difference, but it's a it's a cool yeah. moment. It adds a cool element to this version of the story to say, oh, and R two was a gift from Padme to Anakin. Yeah, I, I think that's a. That's a bit of a cool moment. Did you also realize, um, so as soon as Anakin's knighted, they changed his appearance from the Attack of the Clones-inspired um, appearance to the Revenge of the Sith-inspired appearance. And Anakin a, gets his um, bathtub yeah. scar. There's, there's a time jump. Yeah, there is a time I jump. I looked it up, and, and there is a... Uh... Um, he also gets his bathtub scar, which, if in case you know, in case people know, don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Anakin has a scar over his right eye in Revenge of the Sith. Um, in canon, in Legends canon, that was gotten by an injury that he received at the hands of Asajj Ventress. But George Lucas, when asked about it, said, um, oh yeah, I think he just got it slipping in the bathtub. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. George that, Lucas. Wow. Yes. Um... And uh, did you also notice, um, then we get a jump, and then we see Anakin uh, and Obi-Wan, I'm pretty sure on what is the world of Jabim. Um, and then, of course, they we have the scene, was... And I was talking about it on Twitter a couple days ago with people, because it's just such a strange scene. Anakin and, Anakin, not Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan doesn't do this, Anakin eats bugs. He does eat bugs on the rainy planet. You're the one that taught me to feed off the living force, master. <laughs> This planet is. Why doesn't it say in my notes? I could have sworn I. I think it's Jabim. I, I think I that's Jabim. Oh, oh, that's Jabim. I think that's okay. Jabim. 
Um, bugs, poor Obi Wan. He doesn't and, like bugs. He doesn't like sewers. He's a, he's a high class. He's a classy he's guy. He's a classy guy. You know who I wanted in this scene? You know who would have made the scene like twenty five percent better? Yes, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Just imagine, uh, just imagine Ahsoka's like absolute disgust at Anakin eating bugs. Did you notice, by the way, the plan that Anakin has to to figure out and how solidly Obi Wan predicts that? That's amazing. Um, yeah, the plan Anakin like has is like the most Anakin Skywalker plan I've ever heard of, which is basically just, yeah, let's sneak in, we'll destroy it, and we'll see what happens. That kind of reminds me of the uh, the scene in the, cl- the Clone Wars movie from 2008, where Anakin and Ahsoka surpass an entire legion of battle droids and get to a almost unguarded shield generator oh, is, separate uh, shield from generator the movie, from the movie from the movie yeah from the movie on christophsis the 2008 movie yeah they find it by hiding under a box yes it, it's one of the most it's all that's also a very anakin plan it's just like okay we'll just try and try this and see what happens and, um yeah there there is four a four month shield blockade also yeah four months that's ridiculous <laughs> it's um, funny I how cheerful wanna... cody is he's yeah so, he's so, it's crazy yes sir um, we're right on schedule three more four, months and three more months let's do down. this let's do this we got this everyone oh um, my God. i want to jump back a little bit there's a scene of before where grievous is uh there are clones uh i think it's on Munilist, maybe where um the clear clones and they're shooting at grievous and grievous is trying to Remember, it's the scene with the lot, um, the aircraft carrier and all that kind of stuff. You know that scene? Did you notice that the clones were all trying to shoot at Grievous? Um, and it was creating a red mist and it was like they were all trying to shoot at Grievous and Grievous was just trying to um, run away and all of that? Yeah. Did, you, did that remind you of anything? No. I'm not quite sure what you're going for here. Jacob, look at me right now. Okay. Oh, it reminds you of gave Luke me and... Last Jedi vibes. I guess, entire... Yeah, because so much, so much gunfire just didn't do anything. So much gunfire, red smoke. I'm like, oh yeah, this is Last Jedi cinematography 101 right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, for those who don't can't, uh, of course, you can't see us, but um, I just did the like the uh, rub it off the thing that Luke does at the end of eight. Um, yeah, the end of episode um, eight. I found some other sequel visual imagery connections that I'll talk about later, but um, uh, let's go to um, anything before um, we go on to Nelvon, the planet of Nelvon. A couple things. First okay. of all, they get in. They they come up from the sewers. They're in the main reactor. Anakin he he pushes up the 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 trapdoor. He yells, "Let's go." Fires up his lightsaber, and somehow the droids don't. No notice. one hears him. This is in a different continuity, but when but when Dooku says those battle droids are expensive to Grievous, if they really are expensive, he really needs to get his money back. He really needs to find a different. <laughs> he really supplier. does. Like they should okay. be able to hear him. But again, another thing we gotta we, we on... gotta digress here. Of course, after we make such strange statements. We're going to repeat our sentiment from last episode, Star Wars about the why, not the how, but let's go on. Yeah, Star Wars is about the why, not the how, but the how is still pretty But the how is fun to talk about. So... The how is fun to talk about, the how is fun to research, the how is fun to read about, but it's about the why, yeah. not the how. Yeah, absolutely. And the who. It's about the and who. And the who, and the who. absolutely. Not the band, the people, people, not the band, not the band, the who. 
Yeah. What if, what if there was a Star Wars movie starring the fields. Um, okay. Let's go to let's go to Nelvon. Did you know a trivia fact about Nelvon? The animation company. Um, yeah. The animation company that uh, did uh, Clone Wars um, is called Nelvana. Really? So this is so a they just flipped to that? the left letters and made it Nelvon. Nelvon. Yeah. N e l n e l v a a n two a's. Yeah, so they meet the Nelvanians. I mean, not much to say about them. They're they're a pretty cool species. Yeah, they reminded this this whole um seg this whole Nelvan plotline reminded me of a Clone Wars episode, like a Filoni Clone Wars episode. It did. I the, mean, it's the, slightly trippy, but Dave Filoni has been known to go there, so it's like you know. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the way they have um, and I'm not honestly sure how well it would go over today. Some of the uh. With the way some of the, uh, the the imagery from the the Nelvanians hewed pretty close hewed pretty closely to some uh, some Native American uh, some Native yeah, American artwork. Yeah, I did artwork. notice that it was it was that it is strange. That yeah, I don't like... feel I don't feel qualified to talk about that. Really, I yeah. don't have a lot of knowledge in that field, so I think we it, should just steer clear of that. Yeah, but it, we should mention it, and we did, and we're good. Yeah, uh, we're good. Yeah, I. Uh, it cuts back to Coruscant, right? Yeah, right after can, that. Let's. I have an idea. The, it cuts constantly between Nelvon and Coruscant. Let's talk about Nelvon first. All right, we're talking about Nelvon first. So we, the story starts out. Anakin get Anakin and Obi Wan get there. The, yeah. All the warriors are gone. All the only war- only women. Only and children. the women and the children. Did you notice the? <laughs> the reference. Only, not just the men, but the women. And the chill, like that's where I, that's where my mind immediately went. That um, maybe we may be grasping at straws. In fact, we probably are. We probably are. That um, was pretty funny. Yeah, I also of course, did. Anakin you notice that um, Obi Wan right after they kill that monster? Um, did you notice Obi Wan immediately senses a disturbance in the Force? Yeah, immediately. Pretty I, cool. I gotta say, I'm kind of tired of the disturbance in the Force trope. I hope they use it a lot less. I think it's becoming kind of corny. Okay, that's fair. Especially in the prequel era. They use a lot in the prequel era. Um, just because there are so many Jedi out there, and they constantly are having disturbances in the Force because it's like dark times. But, um, yeah. So Anakin becomes the uh, the champion. The champion, yeah. He gets the leeches that paint, paint uh, designs tattoo on leeches. his six-pack. I call tattoo them leeches. tattoo leeches. This is my favorite thing. Coruscant is currently under siege by the Separatists, and Anakin is... Trying to enter a mother of something's mouth, being painted by tattoo leeches. Yeah, sounds and, about and right. No, they don't call him. I, I assume he, he's got to be out of soul service, right? They they can't just not call two of <laughs> yeah, the stars. Yeah, that sounds Jedi. about right, honestly, because because like they they couldn't like you know if they couldn't go on that side quest if they knew the Republic was being attacked at that very moment and Palpatine was gonna like there was an attempted and later successful kidnapping of palpatine um yeah i know it was, I know. it's crazy it's crazy so then we um, see i'm sorry my notes are out of order for this so it's gonna yeah, take me a minute yeah we end up it's the skako the skakoans anakin it's, has this vision the, yeah it's the skakoans which by the way the did this remind you of the bad batch at all this reminded me a ton of the bad batch performing cybernetic testing on the novon warriors that, that, this was yeah the Clone Wars 
definitely took inspiration from this. I think also, I think it's clear I, that I, Filoni I is paying this. homage to Tartakovsky. I, I will say this. The test tubes that the Nelvanian warriors are in, you know what they looked like a little bit to me? Back to tanks? No, actually. I need Snoke. Oh, no, the Snoke tanks. The Snoke tanks. It looked like almost identical to the Snoke tanks. That's that's immediately where my mind went. I I I saw it. I'm like, so you made Snoke. Um, cool. Yeah. Those are the two Snoke. sequel um, connections I got. There's an interesting message in here. So the Nelvanians are being turned into like basically monsters. It's a very yeah. like um yeah they're being turned into monsters. Um, and did you hear Obi Wan saying something about like? Now they're people. Now them. Now they're back. But the real monster, the, the real monster, they're gonna have to battle with is the monster within. Did you catch that? Is that a PTSD reference? Are they oh, running? I don't think it's a PTSD. I think. Well, I first of all, I I've, I've skimmed over the plot. Basically, Anakin. Um. Uh. With there was one Nelvanian warrior that was in the middle of being transformed, and they were able to convince all the other Nelvanian warriors to snap out of it. And, and uh like kill battle droids and all that stuff and then they return home but the monster with an eye was referring to i thought it was a reference number one it was a reference to anakin himself um oh, interesting. becoming the interesting monster character. darth vader but the better reference and it ties in with the bad batch too the clones the clones within themselves with the flip of that switch with the inhibitor chips inside i mean it's not inhibitor chips and legends but it's inhibitor chips. I'm going with inhibitor chips. With the inhibitor chips inside themselves, have the capacity to become monsters. The real monster is the monster within. They turn from Interesting. these. Uh, they turn from these benevolent uh, warriors of good with the Republic to the evil face of the stormtroopers with the Empire. I mean, I know the clone, the stormtroopers aren't clones, but like that's where the that's where the army with the Republic goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the main event. Coruscant. Coruscant. Wow. Let me just Lots say this, okay? Here. I just want to say this, okay? Yeah. This segment, the, like this plot line, was the most beautiful plot line in the entire thing. You it really was like my it. favorite. It was beautiful. It was just great. What did um, you, uh, we'll, we'll get to it. What, you, how, how come you liked it so much? The epic scale of it all, the, you know, the I like the where it all leads, how good it ties. We'll get into this later, of course. How well it ties into to uh, Revenge of the Sith, especially. I love that. Um, let's let's go with it. Um, all right, let's go so, with it. Take it from the top. How so, does Yoda not notice until the droids are right on top of him? Literally, yeah. literally right on top of him. It is a cool dramatic effect. It's a it's a dramatic effect, but it's kind of like really. I don't know. I I was willing to let it slide it. it I'm not yeah. going to say it bugged me. It was just a huh moment. I also liked the image of Palpatine in his office. You know, he knows intellectually in his head that this attack is coming, but he has to act like he has no idea. And he really plays up that part. He's drinking tea. There's that phrase that Nero and Emperor Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Palpatine yeah. is drinking tea while um, Coruscant is under atta an attack because he's as much of a tyrant yeah. as Nero is. It's like poetry. You know, it's the... rhymes. He's watching the he's watching the battle and just sipping tea. Yeah. How has no one evacuated him until the yeah, Jedi get there? Really? Doesn't have guards or anything. Um, I I think the Jedi should have been suspicious. Obviously, twenty twenty hindsight, but I don't know. Like 
how to describe on. this year in two words. Um, <laughs> and as, yeah, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, the uh, the, the Jedi are causing a ton of collateral damage in this yeah. battle. Yeah, um, though you know who I love in this battle? They're not doing the greatest the, job. The two Jedi who are accompanying Palpatine, who I see Jacob in his notes wrote as, where is it? Ithorian and Snowman. Well, he's, he's from the snow planet. I can't remember what the species is called. I don't know. And what I I'm think it's Tal. I, I, don't know. Just... I think you're talking about Tal's. I'll tell you the names. The, oh, Tal's. The, yeah, the yeah. snowman is um uh Foul Mondam or something like that. Let me let me Foul Mondam. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that right now. Um, I have notes on it. I was looking at this. Um, Foul. Um, no wait, not Foul. Um, Mon. Mon. Nope, Mondam. Uh, the the other guy, Falmondam and Roran Karab. The Ithorian is Roran. Roran Karab. Um, both of them are badass. Pity we, know, we don't get to. It's pity we don't get to see any more badass Ithorians. Ithorians yes, are kind of a. They're. I feel like in Star Wars, they're they're just kind of there. They're, they're always yeah. they always end up playing the roles of these, just kind of meek characters. But yeah, they're not this time. The battle cry. The battle yeah, cry he thing does, he does this thing called Force hose. Scream, where he just screams and he rips stuff up from the ground, and Grievous has to like jump from place to place. That was incredible. Um, that was incredible. Yeah. yeah, he does it twice. He almost defeats Grievous with it. He that. almost, yeah, he almost kills Grievous with it. Um, uh, my favorite thing is, do you notice all the elevator stuff they do with this? It reminded me of um, there's so much the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Um, uh, oh really? Latu, it reminded Latu, me. Latu, activate elevator three one one seven four. <laughs> R2. No, Three, one, no, no, no. We need to be going up. Do they really expect us to believe that there are 31,000 elevators on the Phantom? On the, probably uh, not. It probably just like club call it? or something. But um, I guess. But yeah. Still though. Um, also, Couldn't have just Magna Guards. Five. First appearance of Magna Guards. Should have seen more of them, but they were awesome still. Yeah. I freaking love Magna but Guards. Before we get there, I'm going to double back just for a moment. Yep. Here's the problem. Here's the problem I see. Shock T and the other two Jedi. I already forgot their names, so I'm just going to call them Athorian and Snowman. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I don't care. Sorry, I am sorry. Maudama. Maudama. Foul Maudama is the name. Okay. Maudama. And Karab. Maudama, Karab, and Shock T. Yeah. They leave the clone troopers and the Senate guards. After they take Palpatine, they just leave, they they lock the door behind them <laughs> and leave them to fend for themselves against Grievous. Yeah, that I mean, was no not wonder great. some of the clones turned. I like, mean, that was like, a chip no in their head, the but clones... I see where you're getting with. The... Yeah, but in this continuity, it wasn't. In this continuity, they were just programmed. In this continuity, they followed the orders without question. No, and it was because of their internal afterwards. programming. In this one. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but still, it doesn't well, matter. In any case. They don't tweak their clones. Some of the clones. Well, they didn't regret. Makes sense that the clones didn't regret it afterwards. Also, after they knew it we also got to go a little bit back, and we got to talk about Yoda and Mace Windu. Oh my God, okay. Yoda forcing like he j he lifts his hand, hundreds of droidicas just go flying, and then wow, yeah, and then he forces tanks back into the their carriers, forces those carriers back into their other carriers, and then forces the big carriers. To collide with each other. That's I mean, that's amazing. awesome. I mean, I love Yoda damage, already, but, but like that is just incredible. It does a lot of collateral damage, but uh, but, damn Yoda. Damn Yoda, back at it again with the force moves. Um, 
it yeah, it's just like um and um let's see what else. The entire train sequence kind of reminds me it's not a perfect match. It the, it's not a similar scenario really. None of the choreography is the same, but it really reminded me of Grievous and Obi-Wan's fight on the internal trains of the Malevolence yeah, in season one I of the Clone Wars. Um, you know, I'm wondering if Filoni was maybe taking a nod to this you know, when, you know what I was, or whoever made it was when they decided of, to put that in. You know what I was reminded of? What? Frogger. And every one of those games where you have to like jump from platform to platform without yeah. like colliding with something. That was that like straight like, out of a video game. That got my heart pumping without even just just watching it. I, it was like, oh my god! I was like, oh really? Gosh. We're doing Frogger now? <laughs> it was um, awesome though. It was really when cool. When Shock T and Nick Chancellor are cornered. Yeah. And then Shock T ties Grievous's cape to the train. Yeah, that was cool. Wow, hats off. Like, yeah. what can I say except... Yeah. Shock T gets a lot of good time in here that she didn't get in Red of the Sith. Um, that is 200 IQ. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, uh, what was I gonna say? And then, uh, Chakti is tied up and Grievous captures Palpatine. I have one thing to say to you about that, Jacob. One thing to you, for you to say, okay? Dun 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 dun. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. War. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader, General Grievous, has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As the Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. Dot, dot, dot. Crazy. I literally thought of the Revenge of the Sith crawl as we ended this thing. Um, it was, I love how it how it tied in so well. It was beautiful. I thought that it was. I, I thought that this. If we're are we talking about the ending now? Yeah. Okay. I thought that the ending was premature until I realized it literally is designed to tie into. It, it yeah, it goes Revenge perfectly. It ties in yeah. perfectly with Revenge of the Sith. Which is That's what we thought it. the Clone Wars were going to do before they literally went into revenge of the sith they went into revenge of the sith which is also also a great All choice awesome i think choice i think the only reason i was a little yeah. underwhelmed i or you and i were a little underwhelmed is because we saw the clone wars literally going through revenge of the sith which was but both of them are great we're gonna save our actual final thoughts on the entire clone wars and on attack of the clones which we did earlier this season for next week's episode which is going to be our season three finale we're ending season three next week which is crazy um uh but first we gotta talk about the segment we do every single week. One quarter portion. We did it! Wait. We're at one quarter portion right now. What do we have? We have our segment, It's a Long Story. In It's a Long Story, we explain Star Wars badly to each other and see if we can get it. Okay. Alright, you wanna go first? Um I'll go first, I guess. Let's do this. Okay. One quarter portion. Here we go. Okay. Uh, it's a long story. Actually, let's start it like this. I want. I have an idea. It's a long story, but two warriors walk uh, into two warriors walk into a desert. They fight, and uh, they fight. One dies, and then the and, and then the one and and then with his dying breath, 
Beth the Dying Warrior asks the other warrior that killed him to avenge him. Oh, uh, Twin Sons from Star Wars Rebels. Very correct. Yay, ding, ding, ding. All right. My favorite Here's episode mine. of Rebels, yep. Uh, nice one, nice one. Yeah, that's your favorite episode? Yeah, absolutely, no contest. It's oh, yeah. the one where Maul Oh, yeah, we've dies. had discussions. Your favorite is that, and my favorite is Zero Hour, which is right after it, so. Yep. Two good episodes. Nice. Uh, All right, here's mine. A teenage delinquent steals government property, then teams up with a gang of anarchists who go around destroying government property, eventually mounting a massive prison break. Stealing government property. See, that... I like the destroying government property things. Sounds to me like the Rebellion, but um, I don't think it is. Wait, steals government property. Wait, that's this is Rebels. Um, Do you want me to read it to you again? Destroys government property. Yeah, this is Rebel season one. Which episode? <laughs> oh, droids in distress. No, here, let me read it to you again. Okay. A teenage delinquent from a. A teenage delinquent steals from a government agency, then gets taken in by a gang of anarchists who destroy government property oh, and eventually Spark mount a massive prison break. Yes, Spark it is of Spark Rebellion. of Rebellion. We decided to go for two Rebels episodes. Um, that's yeah, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. A teenage delinquent is Ezra. The government agency is, is the, the Empire. And the massive prison break is the freeing the Wookiees from, from Kessel. Kessel, yeah. Uh, Rebels is awesome. Uh, Jacob likes it more than I do, but like I still love it. Um, uh, oh, yeah. I think we actually, I think we disagree on which season is the best, right? I think, yeah. Which season do you think is the best? I think season four is the best season of Rebels. Oh, I also, I also think season really? four is the best. Really? I thought you thought season yeah, three season was the best. Yeah, season four is like awesome. Um, Speaking of things that are sick, something I forgot to mention earlier, but I really, really want to mention. Big, big shout out to James L. Venable and Paul Den Latier for making the music for Star Wars Clone Wars. Yes. They Don't get did. talked about a lot, but the score is fantastic. One thing that connects all Star Wars is Thank a good you, score. Wherever you look, yes. there's a great score, and these two men were responsible for yet another great Star yeah. Wars. Clone Wars was no exception. Clone the Wars music is always no fantastic. Uh, but until next time on In a Galaxy, please follow us on Twitter at In a Galaxy Pod. Email us with all your hot takes and questions and all that for us. SWNAGalaxy at gmail.com. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We will be there. Anything you want to say before we end this? Uh, next week, obviously, sorry. Ex next week is going to be the finale of Season 3 of Star Wars in the Galaxy, where we're going to be discussing our overall thoughts on... At both Attack of the Clones and Star Wars Clone Wars by Gendy Tartakovsky and his team. Uh, anything to say right. before we go to the next episode and see you next week? No. Yeah, see see everyone next week. May the Force Thank be with you. Thank you so much you. if you made it this far. May the Force be with you. Always.